but they know they can't stop me. This your jam, this your anthem. How you feeling, girl? It ain't random. We could pop a bottle, go crazy. I might need a lady to save me. Is there something in the water? Yo, what is up? Shut up! And listen. If you guys love that song, that is Replay by Serene Ace. It dropped this past Friday. Out now, out now, out now. <laughs> out on all streaming platforms. Everywhere. Spotify Premium. Even if you got the free Spotify, it's there. SoundCloud, it's everywhere. SoundCloud's free. Just type in Serene Ace. S-E-R-E-N-I Ace. A-C-E. There's a space in between. Don't be played, okay? Boom, and type in Replay. I like it. So I am back from vacation. Mm, how'd you feel? Beautiful. I needed uh, those four days away. It was nice to just reset. New York was beautiful. I thank my friend Aaron and her boyfriend Chad for their hospitality in NY. It was beautiful. Like Weather was, was uh, very uh, nice. Pristine, It was, it was huh? a cool 84 degrees most of the time. Damn. Um, and another shout out to one of my other Shaw brothers, Vlad Wavy. Woo! He just dropped a video called the 10,000 calorie challenge <laughs> where he needs to eat 10,000 calories in a, in a whole day. He started at midnight. I'm not going to spoil it. You just have to watch the rest of the video on Does YouTube. Does he make it? We don't know. Exactly. I we will don't. say it's funny. I do know because I saw it on my lunch break, but I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners. You go on YouTube, type in Vlad Wavy, and you will see... The 10,000 calorie day challenge. I like the amount of basketball you were watching. I felt like every two o'clock he talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was another game. Oh, they were back. Basketball's back. Speaking of basketball, we got some scrimmages to talk about. Woo wee. The good news today is the NBA did report zero positive COVID testing cases. So looks like the bubble's working. Season officially starts in two days. It's just, July 31st. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful July 31st, we will see the Lakers go one-on-one with the Clippers in the beginning of an eight-game bubble series. Who do you think have the... Uh... I'm not going to lie. Scrimmages have been looking pretty good. The Heat getting none out of Bioback. Uh, unfortunately, the Lakers lost Anthony Davis. He's probably not going to be playing. Um, actually, I think he's playing third. I think Thursday's the first game. So, excuse me, folks. Thursday. I think I read Thursday. Tomorrow, Thursday yeah, tomorrow will be the opening day for the final eight games of the NBA regular season. I think Andy Davis, he's out with an eye injury. But don't expect him to be out too long. Yeah, they definitely would have warned us if it was going to be any, anything too long. Yep, so I think we are all taken care of. Um, and, you know, these, scrimmages, these scrimmages have been looking pretty good. A lot of the guys, you know, Bull Bull from the Nuggets has been making his name in these scrimmages. He's looking like he's going to give the Nuggets that extra little spark that they need to make a run. He looks like... He's like what they wanted from Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is <laughs> not bad though. I'm, but he's like unhealthy, right? So he's not playing as much. It's like the I'm way he's sure playing is Porter like what Jr. they wanted. Yeah, from him. I mean, Bull Bull is what we call a unicorn. He's a big man. He's roughly around what, like seven? Four. Oh, he's yeah. He's, I'm just saying, he's more than a big he's man. Like seven four, seven five. <laughs> he, can hit, he can hit. He can hit threes. He's a big man that hits threes. His shot looks so like his shot. It's so unorthodox. Ugly. It's, it's like, just it's just ugly, but it works. It's got like five twitches and then he lets it go. But it goes in. What can you say? It's beautiful. And he's um, athletic. He's he dribbling the ball. He was making passes. I was like, what are they doing in Denver? They're just like having everybody run the point guard drills? They had like, what, like five big men in a starting line? Oh, a tall ball? Imagine. It was Jokic, Bull Bull, Paul Millsap. It was just a Paul weird Paul Millsap was the smallest one. Yeah. <laughs> he's they, a power they, forward. And it was working. They were playing so well yeah. together. Who they play? 
I forget who it was, but I think it was like I think the whole starting five was like the Sixers. You know, the Sixers like the smallest guy is Jay Rich, and he's, yeah. like, he's like six six. I think Paul Millsap's like six nine. He was the shortest. That's in the what I'm saying, Paul. Oh my god, like he's a power <laughs> forward on any other team. <laughs> it was crazy. I think Bull Bull was point guard because he has the handles. No, Jokic was the point guard. You're right. Yeah, Jokic was the point guard. Bull Bull was playing power forward or center. One of the. It was. It was it just ridiculous. It was boy. crazy, Everyone but run. they were playing so well, and it oh was like god. such a scary. Honestly, the way he was shooting, he probably was playing two guard. Such a <laughs> scary, scary sight. That makes sense. <laughs> But another great thing is baseball's back. Oh. Baseball came back Thursday, this past Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, we here at Shut Up and Listen are Yankee fans. I just want to let you know. Yeah. it's We're not going to talk about any other teams, but we will right now. Because <laughs> the great Miami Marlins decided to hold a group text message knowing that they had a few positive cases on their team. They decide to make a group text to vote, should we play? And, of course, the players, you know, before the season restarted, they had a huge campaign, you know, let's play stuff, you know, like every, like all the yep. players are advocates, like let's mm-hmm. just go out and play. Mm-hmm. Of course, the players voted yes. The manager okayed it, knowing, A, once again, a lot of positive cases. They finished the game. This was Sunday, I believe it was. Monday or Sunday. Sunday or Monday. And the Yankees were supposed to be going into Philadelphia where the Marlins were playing against the Phillies in their, in their opening series. That got washed away. The Yankees won't even be playing the Phillies at all because the Phillies and the Marlins will both not be playing games until Sunday. So the Yankees tonight will be in Baltimore instead. They have two games at Baltimore today, or yeah, today and tomorrow. Um, the Marlins almost just ruined baseball for everybody. Like, it was, and they, they haven't gotten punished for it. I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. There, I am shocked MLB hasn't come down and suspended someone or fines or nothing. They're just letting it go. That doesn't make sense. Like, how do you vote yet? Like, fourteen no. players, fourteen players slash staff members of the Marlins tested positive for COVID. Go home Sunday, and you still play the game. Stay home. What was the point of that? To ruin it all. You can just tell MLB, look, we have a lot of cases. We're not playing today. Ten times out of ten, MLB is just going to cancel the game, and you're just going to play it. They're, the way the schedule's up, you're part. They're probably going to move it to the last series of the year. You'll still get to play, but at a later time. Yeah. It's the third game of the. It's the third game of the season, not the thirtieth of the sixty games. The third game is. I, I get sixty games. Every game counts now, but like the third game of sixty, you you could have you could have paused. It's just you could have paused. Like if it was the fortieth game, I would say tell those players quarantine, call up some minor leaguers, play the game. But instead, they decide to go with the starting staff that they had, field the players. You could have infected the Phillies as well. Thank God, you know. I think the Phillies they had zero confirmed cases. But man, yeah. Luckily, like you still put all those people in danger. You put a lot of people in danger, and. You know, the Marlins played reckless ball, kind of like the way the Dodgers played. The Dodgers last night played reckless ball. They faced the infamous cheating Houston Astros. Oh. And Joe Kelly, the reliever the reliever of the Los Angeles Dodgers, he threw at Alex Bregman, made contact with him. Bregman, or no, I'm sorry, Bregman did not, he did not make contact with Bregman. The fourth pitch he threw over his head, walked him. And then he started getting a little inaccurate with Carlos Correa later in the, that same inning. Eventually, he struck up Correa on a low fastball 
A little jibber-jabber to Correa. Correa jibber-jabber back. Benches cleared. No fights, no punches were thrown, but the benches were cleared. And for some godforsaken reason, MLB decides to suspend Joe Kelly eight games. Fine Dodgers manager Dave Roberts an undisclosed amount. They also did find Dusty Baker, who is the Astros manager. But nothing happened to Carlos Correa. My, nothing happened to Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly didn't make contact with anyone. He just threw, he kind of just threw at them. But, you know, there's videos on YouTube of how inaccurate Joe Kelly is. But, like, like is this MLB's way of saying if you mess with the Astros, you're going to be punished, not them? Like, they're protecting them. Like, why doesn't Correa get... I'm not saying Correa should get suspended, but, like, some money should be coming out of his pocket. Oh, man. Well, I mean, the tough... And Joe Kelly is appealing as of today. So he's active tonight. Because of the appeal? Yeah, so he's active tonight. He's appealing suspension, but he is active. I'm almost certain it's good. The the eight games is a little too harsh. It's going to get chopped. Yeah. I mean, especially because of like reaction like this, like they're gonna they're gonna have people come out and say things like you're. It was them. you. You did like eight games. Did it throw a punch? You know, he did kind of you know throw the ball a little recklessly, but like you know, it happens. Like you there's said, no proof of him. Like you said, he's inaccurate. There's no proof of him, you know, deliberately aiming at the players. And then he's walking back to the dugout. He's talking a little smack. It happens. It's a sport. We all talk smack. He gets eight games? Eight games oh, for man. that? Come on. MLB, you got to do better. You in a, whiffed. In a 60 game season. You whiffed on the punishment for the Astros. You whiffed on the punishment for the Red Sox. And you're whiffing again on this one. Like, get your shit together. You're very close. It's like just the beginning. Like get just, your shit together. So close to it the is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> but I'm just tired of it. Like they were protect. They're protecting the Astros. So like, so what happens if when the Yankees and Astros face each other, and someone from the Yankees hits someone in the Astros? Are they gonna get like 15 games? Like, oh man, that's saboteur. Get something. That's saboteur at that point. No, they're protecting Houston. Yeah, I'm saying that's, that's the ridiculous. problem. They are protecting them. I don't get how you can protect a cheater. There's nothing you can do. You, like, there's really they nothing. Cheated. And I'm almost, You're going to get aimed at. It be like that. You cheated to win a championship. And we, like, what, did they revoke it? Or, like... And, no, they kept the title. Yeah, because there's nothing you can do. It's not like you go back and play. It's like, you guys are trash. You ruined everything. I'm going to take a swing at you. But it is funny how now some of these batters... They're not off the hot starts. Oh, because they... They're not off the hot starts. They're George Springer, who is accused in the whole ring, is batting .83 to start the season. That's because they're like... I'm sure they're getting on Jose, that field. Jose Altuve, who's normally a way above 300 hitter, he's only batting like 260. Bregman's off to a slow start as well. Like Those are the three key guys that are all... That, you know, that were in this whole collusion thing. I think Correa is off to a decent start. I'll give him credit. That's because they're probably getting on the field and they're just like, even though like I they're think, affected mentally. Even though I think, think, like I said, I think Correa, you know, Correa should have gotten a fine because Correa was running his mouth. Yeah. And he was but running he, his mouth preseason. Preseason, he said, if you don't know, shut the F up. So you're, you're, you're you just made yourself a bigger target. Not saying that you know you shouldn't hit someone in the head like that, that's dangerous. We see what what can happen, but like no one. No if you one get some chin, if you get some chin music, you know you're you're doing a lot of you know talking. 
You're gonna get Yo, hit. Yo, fuck the Astros. Fuck that shit. Alright. And that's oh. how we feel here at Shut Up and Listen. So I wanna talk about, um, I don't know if you saw, um, that, uh, the Jets traded Jamal Adams finally. Yeah, and they traded you too, right? They traded, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, so here's what happened. So, um, <laughs> This trade went down, I want to say Saturday. Yeah, yeah Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even mean a week. So I was on a boat in the mountains of New York. On, on the, it's like a nice little area in the Hudson River. And my phone's away, obviously, because I'm, I'm in the water. We, there's like a shallow part. I come on the boat, and I see Texas galore. Like, yo, how do you feel? Um, <laughs> you know, He's like, uh, I feel great. <laughs> you know, even, uh, even my buddy, uh, Kyle... Kyle Wright, who runs the Right On Sports podcast, who um he had me on to discuss the Jets season. Um, he even texted me saying, "Is like he all he texted was welp," <laughs> because I had gone on his podcast and I said <laughs> I said I thought Jamal was gonna stay because you know he talked. To I him. remember. Yeah, so um, that's why you went with him because you couldn't stay here. <laughs> so. Um, so I see, I, I see trade. I see no details. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to love the Jets forever. But I guess, you know, Seattle will be like my NFC squad. <laughs> then I see the details. Here we go. Here we go I here see we the go. details. And I'm like, hold up. Uh, I'm like, I think we won this. <laughs> I really, think we got this. So, so you meant that. I saw that on Facebook. So I'm going to break down the trade. Let us break it down for you like Kung Fu, ladies and gentlemen. So the Jets traded Jamal Adams, star safety, their best player, their cap, their quote-unquote leader. I'm not going to call him a leader anymore because of the way he was acting. All three back here, so... The that. Jets also traded a third or fourth round pick. Don't quote me on it. The Jets, they go up a draft pick. I think it was a fourth. If it's a third or fourth, you'll be okay. Yeah. But the but then they go to Seattle. Seattle gives the Jets the starting safety, Bradley McDougal, who's no scrub. He is a very, very good safety. Very serviceable. If you see his number over the last two years... Very impressive numbers. And he's going to go to a strong safety position where he will thrive in. And Marcus May is not going to be our guy at free safety, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> I want to point out real quick, he is a Jets fan, so he will, you know. If he, if, no, Marcus, if, if Marcus, like Marcus, Marcus May is not a bad safety at all. Marcus May is not bad. And then shout out to Joe Douglas for drafting his safety in the draft just in case this happens. Oh, okay. I like how you're smiling. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. And Ashton, <laughs> Ashton Davis is no scrub either. No, they're all not scrubs now. <laughs> I'm loving everything about this right now. Hey, man. You get... I just hope it you get, isn't... I hope it's not... No, I'm not done breaking ahead, this trade ahead, down. Keep breaking it down, then. Keep breaking it down. You get not one... Two first-round picks. Not just one, ladies and gentlemen. If you call right now in the next 20 minutes, you'll get two... On top of a third! <laughs> a third round pick! So, so right now, the Jets, in 2021, I have it broken down. He's the, getting his notes out. <laughs> no, so I'm going to break down every single thing Joe Douglas has done. So Joe Douglas has traded two number one picks in his tenure, Jamal Adams and Leonard Williams. The picks the Jets have received... A 2020 third-round pick, which became Ashton Davis. Yeah. In 2021, he has Seattle's first, Seattle's third-round pick, and the Giants' fifth-round pick. So you have multiple picks in each, of those, in each of those drafts. 2022, he's got Seattle's first-round pick again. So the Jets have two first-round picks for the next two years, on top of two-thirds and two-fives in 2021. Jets made out like bandits. 
And I'm going to break it down even further. Oh, man, this is microscopic at this point. Have you? So I'm not going to take anything away from the safety position in football. It's personally my favorite position in football. I love it. I, it's the quarterback of the defense. But does a, does a good safety win you football games? Like a very good safety. I mean, what, is defense not the winner of championship? Yeah, but like, do you rather, would you rather have the strong safety who makes 10 tackles? Or would you rather have the linebacker or the D lineman that got you two or three sacks? Field positioning is key in this. So you don't get field positioning with the ten tackles that year. But think about maybe those seven tackles were already in space. Maybe the guy already. You're saying he's a high quality safety, they should be. But would you trade two first round picks and your starting safety and additional a third round pick? For another team's strong safety, no. that package is meant for your draft. Your that package of Seattle sent the Jets. You're trading for either a very good quarterback, your starting running back, your starting receiver, or maybe a premier edge rusher. I'm not giving all that for a safety. I'm sorry. I will never give you two <laughs> first round picks for a safety. I may give you a second round pick and maybe like a fourth or a fifth. I'm not giving you two ones. And I, I understand why Joe Douglas said they sent me that deal and I just couldn't refuse it. Oh, yeah. you yeah. Because think about that. Those two first-round picks, now you can you can add to, they knew you can they add to the Jets puzzle. The Jets have a young core coming in. It's forming. See, I don't know. Build with Darnold now. They knew who they were trading to. They wanted. They clearly wanted. And it's not guaranteed that he's going to resign. He said he'll play out the last two years of his rookie deal. It's not confirmed that he's going to resign with no them. No extension like they normally do. There is right? no extension. And those two first round picks you just gave up, that can go towards maybe helping Russell Wilson as he reaches the later part in his career, i.e., finally give the man an offensive line. No, no. Why would they? <laughs> They've been doing this for how many years now? They're not changing. Like, it up. Russell Wilson's 30. He ain't getting any younger. You're going to have to get a protection, protection around him. He's a great quarterback. He's top. He's, he's elite. He's in that elite level class. Or, quarterbacks build that offensive line now that he's older he ain't that young anymore where he can just scramble out of the pocket run make plays like he's gonna have to it's turn just, into it's not a good he's gonna turn into a pocket quarterback who is athletic he's always gonna be athletic the guy's a two-sport athlete and he's gonna be great he's a future hall of famer but like they well, never gave him an offensive line they give him a running game serviceable wide receivers and they've always had an elite defense. Protect the man. It's just uh Seattle. The like Jets I won. Said, the Jets won the trade. I'll give Seattle a C. Seattle the tried. Jets get a B plus. Seattle tried to make a Clippers type trade for no Kawhi or Paul George. <laughs> but I guess they think this is their Kawhi or Paul George because I just you just can't this is a real. safety. This my is a friend, real trade. You can't my make friend, it my friend Mike said it perfectly. Mike's my friend Mike said, "A safety's not going to decide if you win or lose the game. He's they're not. It's just the way it is. They're great players. They're athletic. They're tremendous athletes like Malcolm Jenkins, the Honey Badger, Jamal Adams, Landon Collins. They're in that class of great safeties. But just but because he, just, be, just because you may take ten tackles, doesn't mean that I still put up twenty eight points on you." And I won the game. Edge rushers will win you football games because they get a lot of sacks. Obviously, the quarterback position. 
half the running backs half and, the time, and wide receivers. Those guys are going to win you football games. Well, the, so their defense is already because their defense is still great. The, the Seattle defense is perfectly fine the way it was. So before, all they really did before was Jamal Adams, Adams before Jamal Adams, as long as Bobby Wagner, who in my opinion is the best linebacker in football, mm-hmm. as long as he's healthy, they're going to be okay. Yeah. So what they did was they have. And you have Shaquille Griffin. You have the Griffin twins, who are both very talented. You could have kept Bradley McDougal, who's a very could serviceable have, safety. Have. You have KJ Wright, Jaron Reed. You probably could have re-signed Jadavion Clowney. They were really trying to lock down. Because you could re-sign Jadavion Clowney. He's, right now, his market has dropped. You can get him for cheap right now. They just <laughs> they just know that they're not going to invest in the offensive line, so they're really trying to boost their defense. Which I don't understand. Like You know Russell's... It's going to come back to bite him. I, I'm sorry. It's going to come back to bite him. Russell Wilson is going to fail from poor pass protection, and he's risking injury. Look what happened to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, before they got Larry Tunso, who was a premier left tackle, that dude was getting hit after hit after hit after hit, and he was getting hurt. Now he's like... Russell Wilson can get hit. It's And it's going to hurt. It's on the owners. It's a general manager. Not the owners. It's a general manager and a head coach. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, you really have to sit down and think. They have this guy, Dwayne Brown, very good left tackle, but he's getting very old. He's like 35. Yeah. And you how, need how to retool. Russell? Russell's 30. Yeah, so you... If you don't get an offensive line, he's not going to make it to 40. <laughs> no, he won't make it to 34. Exactly. He's like, going to get one... Like, like, seriously, one blindside hit? What is. have the Patriots always done when they had Tom Brady? They had a great offensive line. They protected yeah. Tom Brady. What is happening to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? They have a... They have an okay offensive line. And I guarantee they're they going to try and improve it. They did. They drafted it. Exactly. They drafted an offensive and line. And why now. are they doing that? To protect Tom Brady. You want to win. You protect the quarterback. The best way to protect a quarterback is give him an offensive line and give him a premier running back. If he's a really good quarterback, he can make a serviceable receiver a superstar. And all this sounds crazy, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's what it takes to win a championship. You need the, good de- you need the great defense. You need the protection for the quarterback. That's why the Super Bowl, that's why so many great... Now, mind you, there's, there's obviously some quarterbacks that don't need a good offensive line. Patrick Mahomes does not need a good offensive line. They have wide receivers, and if you just send them down the field, he has a cannon for an arm. Those receivers will run and get it. But like, you need like, premier receivers for that. Not premier, but you need receivers. He has a premier receiver. Terry kills an elite receiver. And he does, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And he has a... He that's has why it works. He has, in my opinion... There's, there's two best tight ends in football. There's a 1A and a 1B. Okay. He's got Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Who I have at one B. I mm-hmm. think Kittle is like centimeters ahead of him, like very minuscule. But then he has a good running back. Well, Damian Williams just opted out, but he has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie who's got a lot of buzz. You give him a good running back, decent receivers. He's got Mitchell Schwartz, a good offensive lineman. That's all he needs. That's what I'm saying. They have what they need for him. But like right I said, now. the Jets. He protects himself. Don't get me wrong. I, at first, when I saw we traded him, I was like, "Damn!" I'm like, "It finally, it actually happened." And I knew it was going to happen because he went on. Um, he did this uh, interview with uh, the New York Daily News reporter, and he bashed everybody. He went on. A, he he bashed Adam Gase, who you know obviously all those Jets fans don't like. But you just you, you just don't say it. You say when you're we know out. we know he's not the most competent coach. We get it. I think a lot of Jets players have that opinion. They just zip it, and then he says we have an inexperienced GM. We do, 
And he's doing a phenomenal job. We had a great draft. He's giving us draft picks for the future. I mean, this trade just <laughs> solidified a and great he, you know, he just he just he bashed everybody in one interview, and I think that's when that was his way of saying goodbye. I think that's when GM Joe Douglas was just kind of like, you know what? I think it's time. And when you get an offer like that, you don't say no. If I'm able to replace you right away and still get draft picks, no questions asked. You're out. <coughs> get him out of here and save money. Get him because, out of here, coach. Because Jamal Adams is going to command a huge contract regardless of where he goes. So the, the Jets in the future has just saved money, and that money can go towards you know if Darnold has a really good year this year. Maybe you resign Sam Darnold. So like, it's just a lot right now, man. I see. Um. I don't see him staying in um Seattle. No, he and another thing that pissed off a lot of and a lot of stuff started coming out after the trade that you know even Le'Veon Bell just Le'Veon Bell came to the defense of all the players like yo like you really just bounced like Jamal Adams was a huge person in recruiting Jamal or Le'Veon to come to the Jets and now he bounced and Le'Veon called him out on it and then. And then Jamal Adams like noted, see you week fourteen. By the way, the Jets, the Jets and Seahawks face each other week fourteen. And then Jam- and then Le'Veon's like noted. Is that supposed to be a threat? Like <laughs> noted, you lied to all of us. <laughs> and apparently, he's been sending text messages to Cowboys players to trying to get those Cowboys players to go up to Jerry Jones and say try and force a trade because he wants to play for the Cowboys. Like, that's his dream team. He wants to play for Dallas. Dallas has other things to worry about. They have to sign the quarterback. They're not, they're not going to have the money to sign a safety with a big mouth. Which is, at the end of the day, it's going to... Jamal Adams, I'll give him not so much as a pass, but he's young. He's brash. You know, the dude wanted to get paid, but he did it in the wrong way. Let the system play out. There's a pandemic going on. Teams can't just be throwing around money right now. Because NFL teams don't know... What's up with the salary cap? After no the one knows pandemic. what's up. <laughs> like no one knows. Like you're so greedy about the money, rather than it's not the same. Rather than the anymore. betterment of the team itself, you rather just wanted to get paid, and basically flip off all the players. Like yo, I just got paid. I get that some of these teams. And who's gonna pay you now? Like, I get that some of these teams resigned their players. Like Bosa just got a big contract from the Chargers. Mahomes just signed the greatest deal ever. Oh, well, um, you just can't you know, even compare anything. Christian McCaffrey resigned. Miles Garrett resigned, just to name a few. You can definitely compare I, Those teams, you know, they... I just named all those players. All those players are players you want to pay X amount. You want to pay... And they have a good relationship with you want to You want to pay a pass rusher. You want to obviously pay your quarterback. You want to pay your franchise You have back. to pay your quarterback. That's why he you just want, you want to You want to pay your franchise running back. I'm not going to throw $20 million for a safety. It's not happening. 13, max, 14. You're not getting 20 mil. You wanted a 20 mil a year contract. It ain't happening anywhere in the league. You think, so you think he's not going to get paid what he wants? He'll get paid 14 mil a year and he'll be happy with it. <laughs> I, he just got greedy to me, man. I love the guy. Like He's one of my favorite players, but he just he's young and greedy. And that's going to be his downfall. He's greedy. He just wanted the money. It looked to me... He didn't give a crap about the Jets, the players, the fans, ownership, whatever. He just wanted to get paid. And what you know what happens to those players who get paid? They stop trying because they got the paycheck. They stop trying. That's just the way it is for me. You want your bold prediction? Shoot, I'm done with my rant.
My bold <laughs> prediction is we see in two years Jamal Adams end up on the Cowboys. Really? Yep. Nothing about the NBA. You just want to... <laughs> no, Jamal Adams to the Cowboys. I think <laughs> they're the only team that's even going to pay close to what he wants. You do really, You know they have to pay Dak, right? I don't think they're going to pay Dak. What Dak wants. Another bold prediction. They don't think they're going to pay Dak. I don't think they're going to pay Dak what he wants. And I don't know how Dak's going to react to that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Can we say a few things, too, about um, the NBA... Having put in their um, votes. Votes for what? For the awards. And I just want to give my quick rundown of my reward system. Yeah, shoot. Fire. Go, go right ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, Rookie of the Year for the NBA in my book is John Moran. Dan, do you happen to know your Rookie of the Year? My Rookie of the Year? Based on the games, exact same rule that they're following. Oh, up until what? Like March 14th, I think Based it was. on the games before it's all this. Be John Moran. Exactly. Now, this is this is probably the only one where it gets spicy. But most improved. Bam out of I'm going with Devontae Graham. It's going to be Bam. Bam was my number two. But Devontae Graham came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Bam's going to win. The, the, the stuff that Bam's been pulling, and they're in the playoffs because of him, basically. Bam and they got Jimmy Butler. And Tyler Hero is performing exceptionally well. Chris Nunn is an excellent shooter. Yeah, but like if you, take, your other if you, if you take Bam out of bio out of it, the games defensively he had against Giannis and Chris Middleton and other elite players, if you see the numbers when he was guarding them, locked them down, he wouldn't be where they're at. And Butler said it. Without Bam out of bio, we we're not where we're at. So, Bam. We're only because, exactly. they're, win- Bam. because they're winning, it might be Bam, but I think Devontae Graham has an extremely great season and improved numbers. From, from a name that no one known to what? The follow-up to Kemba Walker that ended up, like, who was supposed to follow Kemba Walker? Trevor? It was, um, no, Malik Monk. No, yeah, right? Yeah. And Devontae Graham is out here balling. No, Devontae balling. Yo, he's doing his thing. I'll give him what you know, give him all that credit in the world, but it's sorry, you know you know how awards go. The awards are gonna go by did you make the playoffs? Defensive player of the year? I might go Ben Simmons. You're, woo! This is his bold prediction, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I and people people know I'm I'm highly critical of Ben Simmons. I think he wins Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to go with probably the favorite, Giannis Atentacumpo. Really? Giannis? Yes. Okay. Out of your Coach of the Year. It's probably going to be Budenholzer. That's how you feel? I, I think it's the Bucks Budenholzer. So, I'm going to go with Billy Donovan. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Because OKC was supposed garbage tank, on paper. Supposed to tank. And they're in it. They're, they're locked. They're basically locked. They're locked in. They're, they're not they're even like... So, I ha- like... Like, like, people, when they made this trade, like, they, they received a lot of draft like picks. That. Want to I know like why? Because they were rebuilding. They received a lot of draft picks because they blew up everything. They got rid of Paul George, which is an all-star player on a championship contending team right now. They got rid of their identity in Russell Westbrook. They got to age Chris Paul. I don't want you in New York, Chris Paul. I'm sorry. I love you. You're not going to help me. Chris Paul made the All-Star team this year. Yeah, but he's not. He's back. This is next year I'm talking about. You're not oh, going to okay. help the Knicks next year. I don't want you, Chris no. Paul. I'm sorry. But they have an age control. They're not supposed to win. They like Gilgis Alexander's having a good year. He's having an excellent year. He was supposed to be their season. Steven Adams is still yeah. balling. And Billy Donovan and Andre Roberson's back to like build up morale of the team. Billy Donovan has coached this team to perfection. Yeah, I like that one. So I think that's my and then six man of the year. You can take your pick. I'm gonna go with Sweet Lou Will, mm-hmm. but it could be Harold. 
I'm not going to sign that You can me. pick your clipper. It's the, it's the Lewis Williams Memorial Trophy. It, it. <laughs> how about, um, how about, uh, with a perk saying, uh, Lou Will, the best six man over Jamal? Or the Jamal over Lou Will? Either way, who would you pick? Lou Will. Yeah, right? Yeah. Now, you have to. Especially if he wins this. It's, the, it's the Lou Will Memorial Trophy. Um, now, if Jamal Crawford and the Mets happen to get to the championship and beat the Clippers, maybe... <laughs> No, but no matter they said no matter what you do now in these eight games in the playoffs, it doesn't count towards MVP. It's whatever yeah, happened yeah. up until. Now I'm like, saying maybe Jamal Crawford. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Say he's the best six man of all time. True. If, if he took the Nets to the championship. Well, he's starting year. for the Nets now. All the people oh, that said they're playing, he's probably starting. Forty years old and he's balling up a storm. Shout out, shout out Jamal Crawford for coming. We back. love you, Jamal. We do. <laughs> and then finally, not Adams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a one jab. My bad. And then we have MVP. Giannis. I'm going Giannis. Yeah, that's easy. Everybody, I'm, shut up! I'm not done. Oh. Jerk. Today in sports, we found out our future MVP Giannis was a 96 overall in 2K20. <laughs> NBA 2K, shut up! And we're going to play you guys out with a brand new... Vaughn. <laughs> Vaughn Dutch, ladies and gentlemen. No, like for real though, like we are in a huge era in uh in music for us. You know, I no one a lot of people don't know about like our label and whatnot. Like we are Shaw Worldwide, multimedia company. We never really talk about it like that. You know, people we know say that Shaw a few times. We said Shaw Brothers, but you know, we don't really we haven't told you the specifics. That's pretty much it for me. I mean, like, we have, uh... We, like you was going to say, we're in a golden age of music right now. And we, are, we are. We're in a golden age for all of us. Um, you know... We had Serena Ace, as you just heard, drop replay. And now, if he can, if Dan can just pick the song he wants to play, <laughs> you will hear... You know what? We're it's gonna, just hard to pick one. That's it, all it's, it really so, is. it's actually really hard, it's but hard I'm, gonna, I'm going with Vaughn's... Girl, you sound like a film. Like if Spotify wants to cooperate, we're going to play <laughs> y'all out with some Von Dutch. Let me tell you a secret. It goes like this. Boom. Johnny with the, Johnny with the move. My Spotify decided not to. Spotify wasn't working, my Apple Music did. Ladies and gentlemen, shut up and listen to the new Von Dutch mixtape for little people out everywhere. Bullshit till I seen the wrist. Didn't do that crime, just plead the fifth. Do that time, don't leave it snitch. Right off the hip, like squeeze.